Hosting for your tech life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening, thank you for downloading this. Ladies and gentlemen, is episode 299 of Your Tech Life. Wonderful to have your company, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spoil your party here for a minute. Alright. If you're planning to come and surprise me <laughs> for our 300th, um, I'm having next week off. I am packing up. I'm, 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 I'm going to drive. We, we've got a Toyota Kluger to test drive. We're packing up the car, taking the kids down the south coast, and we're going to have a week off. You won't hear me on the radio. You won't see me on the TV. There won't be any podcasts. Uh, so 300... <laughs> we'll have to wait. It's just fun. That's all good. Um, but thank you for 299 fabulous episodes. It's uh, it's awesome. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation, GPS technology. Now, um, I mean, so much excitement in the world, isn't there? Um, iPhone is out this week. I'll tell you uh, a little bit about that. I want to talk about how your Christmas dolls are about to disappear, parents. And uh, Fox Sports have got a new app. I'll tell you about that as well. Plus, we've got a couple of calls. We're going to talk uh, retail marketing. We're going to talk uh, remote controls. And we're going to talk iPhone plans and purchasing. So lots to talk about this week. And most importantly, I'm kind of back on deck, apart from next week where I'm on holidays. Let's be clear. But I'm not traveling the world anymore this week. Uh, so get in touch. Jump on, the, uh, jump on the email. Go to the website eftm.com.au and uh, your feedback on the new website is appreciated. A little bit of a new uh, overhaul, a bit of a fresh look, trying to make it look a bit uh, bit, bit suave, a bit, uh, bit nicer, a bit less like a blog, a bit more like a beautiful magazine. Um, would uh, greatly appreciate your feedback and if it's negative, I can't do anything about it, but whatever, that's fine. Uh, and of course, as always, if you are an iTunes listener, uh, would deeply appreciate you jumping into the iTunes store. Uh, the last comment uh, I remember reading was from uh, Rob. Uh, Rob, I think Rob from Goulburn made a wonderful comment. And uh, Rob and I uh, caught up uh, down at the Avon Dam. It's some drone flying on the weekend. That was awesome. Uh, apart from my little uh, little crash. I might have had a crash. That was just silly, stupid flying. Um, uh, that's all. Just got to fly better. Um, I don't know what that's going to cost me. Um, but Rob, uh, loving his new Phantom. If you've bought a drone, I'd love to hear about it. If you've bought a drone, I'd actually love to hear about it for a very particular reason. I'd love to, for us all to go flying. Um, it was fun, uh, Rob and I flying, and, and we might try and find a, a good place that's a bit central in the in the Sydney slash New South Wales area, and we might all, I don't know, it'd be fun. But let's just see what happens. I don't want to over, overhype it. But if you bought a drone, I'd love to know what you've got and whether or not perhaps we can... Uh, we can get together. That'd be fun. Uh, yes, Rob was the last one to comment. It's been it's been weeks since a comment, so come on, jump on the iTunes store, search for your tech life, and leave a comment five stars uh, and uh, and some notes. It'd be great to say good day and give you a shout out. And uh, we do it all here each and every week. Thanks to the good people at Garmin. As I say, episode two, I should write it on. My, I haven't written it on the piece of paper. Two nine nine. I'm going to turn over. Oh, what about this controversy? My my page for three hundred is actually torn. So we're going to go two pages ahead. 300. There it is. I'm ready. Ready. I need ideas. What are we going to do for episode 300? 
Come on, throw me your ideas. Thanks for listening. Thank you for downloading. Let's get cracking on Your Tech Life. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. So, you know all there is to know about the new iPhones. It'll be available on Friday. Some drama in the US. Some woman got delivered her new iPhone. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, three days before it's meant to be out, which is huge controversy. Um, but I wanted to talk about iOS 9. I wrote a post on EFTM, uh, which was rather successful because people hate their batteries on their phones. Um and I discovered this new thing called low power mode. So in iOS 9, if you have downloaded iOS 9, there is now a new section in settings called battery. And it's very good. You can see at a glance, which used to be under usage. It's, it's not a new thing, but it's, it's easier to find now. You can see which apps are causing you battery grief. And um, there's also in low power mode. Now, it says low power mode temporarily reduces power consumption until you can fully charge your iPhone. When this is on, mail fetch, background app refresh, automatic downloads, and some visual effects are reduced or turned off. Now, uh, Monday, I went 16 hours and got had still had 20% battery left. That is unheard of for me. Now, today was a different story, I'll be completely honest. Um, I was pretty much hammered by about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I was down to 25%, and I was starting to freak out. Um, but the reason for that was the first three hours of the day, I was pretty much sitting around waiting and just constantly refreshing mail, reading the web. So I was hardcore using it. So that's always going to happen when you do that. Um, but low-power mode, I think, could add some real value to people who have battery woes. If, you, if you're happy to lose your mail checking which is easy. You just open up the mail app and it checks for mail. It's, it's not difficult. Um, anyway, it's, uh, it's well worth looking at and, uh, and I'd highly recommend you check out low power. But I'd be interested to know whether you get uh, an obvious battery advancement from, uh, from low power mode uh, because you know, some people may not notice it. And I think that's, that's what I want to know. I want to know whether you notice the low power mode having an effect on your battery. Uh, let me know. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. Trevor Long's the world's best techie. Woo. He's the kind of guy we picked on at school. And it wasn't fair, but he don't care. He's cool today. Thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation, GPS Technology. I flicked past the biggest loser while I was waiting for um, Have You Been Paying Attention this week? I noticed they've got good sponsorship there of all the uh, contestants, so they'll be doing a bit of fitness tracking and the like on there. I don't know that they'll be at the Phoenix 3 level, though. The Phoenix 3 is the world's first adventure sport training um, Garmin GPS watch. I mean, it's a full-on you know description. But this is uncompromising performance, meeting uncompromising design. No longer do demanding athletes need to have to wear one watch specifically for training and competition, then another more stylish watch for work and casual everyday wear. This is a combination of both. 
It's a beautiful watch. Um, it's a smart watch. The screen is is there to give you a whole bunch of information, customizable watch faces, all those kind of things. But it's got everything from um, track recording, track back, uh, barometric pressure, electronic compass. Um, it's basically a, a GPS for the human being, uh, the outdoorsy human being. It's made of premium um, co- uh, construction, and it's a fantastic product. It really is. Um, there's several types. The Phoenix 2 is a great watch, but the Phoenix 3 comes in silver and grey, but there's a Phoenix 3 sapphire, which is just that little bit. It's got a strong metal uh, link uh, steel uh, wristband and a sapphire lens, so very scratch resistant. So that's a, that's a very good product. So, look, if you are looking for the ultimate smartwatch, I recommend you check out the Garmin. The Garmin Phoenix is a stunner uh, for work or play. Got got you covered. Uh, cracking little watch. Check it out. Garmin.com.au Now, just a quick warning. I have tonight unpacked Skylanders Superchargers. This is the brand new Skylanders game out this Thursday. Uh, if your kids have an Xbox, a PlayStation, a Wii, whatever the heck they've got, and they have ever seen or played Skylanders, this will be the thing they want. Uh, Skylanders Superchargers is uh, a whole new Skylanders, as they do every year, but this one has, for the first time, vehicles. So you choose not only a Skylander, the actual character, but you also choose a vehicle that they compete in, uh, and so you can race around, have fun. It's a great little game, uh, lots of fun, uh, well worth checking out. If you've got kids, put it on the list. Um, They're going to want the extra Skylanders. They're going to want all the bits and pieces. Um, I will put up Probably Jackson will put up on his website uh, a review. Jacksonlong.com.au is where Jackson has been starting to do his little blog. He did a great blog on the weekend while I was at TUE. He sat there with me and he did a blog, The 10 Things I Hate About Ikea. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Just off his own back, that was his topic. He chose it. Uh, Jacksonlong.com.au. I'd love your feedback. You can't leave comments there, but tweet me and let me know what you thought of it. but um, he'll put a blog up. We might do a little video review again if we can get it done before we go away on 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 uh, Sunday. Uh, but Skylanders uh, Superchargers is what it's called. It'll be available on the twenty fourth this Thursday. And if you're a parent, you know what I'm talking about. Check it out. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, Your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you want to get in touch, go to the website eftm.com.au. G'day, Dylan. G'day, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Mate, uh, I've just got a little bit of a, an interesting inquiry. We, I work at a car dealership and we have a, uh, a little system in place that apparently measures uh, phone IP addresses as they pass a little thing called a Blix tracker. Do you work at like a car and dealer or something? Yes, I do, yes. Yeah, I work, mm-hmm. for, work for a franchise dealer and we have this little device in our showroom and I just wanted to know if you've heard about it and understand it a bit better because I'm... I'm a little bit puzzled by how it works and stuff like that. Well, unless, uh, so with, without naming names, uh, do you work at a large, um, like one of the large company names, or is it a boutique European exotic car? No, it's a, it's a, it's a large, yeah. Okay, large good. Because I was going to say, because I've only I've heard of this once, uh, and it was, a lar- it was a very uh, expensive mark, shall we say, um, and they just built a new showroom, and I, uh, I know the... Uh, general manager well he's a listener he'll probably be listening now and that's why i'm 
skating around the edges and trying not to <laughs> identify, which I think is the right thing of to course. do. But I was really intrigued by it. He, he, he described it to me in essentially the way you did. It's kind of a tracker thing. Now, what do you understand it is doing? Um, I suppose when somebody comes into the radius of what they have this blitz tracker set at, whether it's driving past or walking to the showroom or whatever, it somehow measures their, um, I don't know, takes a reading of their IP address in their phone with that, I suppose they, they don't know. Um, and it just it doesn't give us any of their personal information as far as I know. It just records a, a number yep. um, and logs it to say how much traffic we're having after hours or during the day or anything like that, I suppose. Is I it, get, how do you spell it, do, do you think? Is it, it. is it B for Bob, Blix, or P, Plix? B, B for Bob, Blix. B-L-I-X? That's right, yeah. Right, okay. So and apparently some Australian guys started it in Melbourne or something. Now it's becoming quite big and the, the, the police force and things like that ask about it because it, it can do, I suppose it has the capability to do things um, more than what we're using it for. And yeah, I'm yeah, just right. wondering how it does it. So here's how it works because um, I was super intrigued by it. And it sounds <laughs> a little creepy, but I think it's uh, it's probably the best anonymous uh, information that you could be happy with being gathered. And frankly, you know, to turn it off, you, you've got to be doing something, you know, pretty, you've got to turn off a bunch of things in your phone. So it's all about Wi-Fi. So the Blix is basically just a little Wi-Fi router that doesn't actually provide a, uh, an internet connection. It just sits there as a Wi-Fi router. And, you know, when you're walking past um, a Wi-Fi network and it pops up and says, do you want to connect to this network? Um, mm. it, uh, it's basically... That's that's a communication between your phone and that router. It says, you know, here's the name of the network. Now, I'm assuming that it works even if you don't have that kind of pop-up message working. Your, your Wi-Fi, your phone is always looking for Wi-Fi, right? When Wi-Fi is turned on, it's always looking for Wi-Fi, and that's how when you get home, it, it's constantly every 5, 10 seconds, a minute, whatever it is, it's all, always looking for Wi-Fi, and if it finds the Wi-Fi that it knows, i.e., um, you know, your home or your work, it connects to it. So when you walk into the car showroom, your phone is looking for Wi-Fi, unless you've turned Wi-Fi off. That's the only way to be not tracked. Um, so your phone sure. is, is looking for Wi-Fi, and when it makes that, when, when the Blix goes, hey, this guy's looking for Wi-Fi, Blix doesn't give it Wi-Fi, it just sends its you know, details back to the phone. And the phone, you know, in a little handshake says, oh, here's who I am. And every single different mobile phone, every single different internet device has a unique code. It's, uh, you might have seen it's the MAC address. Every Wi-Fi device has a different MAC address. It's like a number plate for your device. And okay. my guess, I, I don't know this for sure, but my guess is that it records the MAC address. And so what it can do then is it can, it can work out how long you were there for because it knows that your phone keeps pinging for Wi-Fi. It can yep. probably work out where you are broadly because it knows how distant you are from the counter or wherever the Blix is set up. So it can yep. know whether you're outside on the road or whether you're in the store. And most importantly, it knows how often you're coming back. So yeah, right. now I don't know whether it then turns into something different. So, for example, if I go to the same car showroom every Saturday, for five weeks in a row. If I was the Blix people, I'd make it so that um, the Blix thing could send an alert to the sales manager saying, alert, right now there's someone in the showroom, because they don't know who it is, they can't pinpoint them, but there's someone in the showroom who's been here every week. 
Seriously, yeah. deal with it. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's how you can how you can start to get some analytics. You can also then compare it. So you were doing, let's say, you're doing advertising marketing. If you do no marketing for four weeks and then you do marketing for four weeks, does it actually have an effect on the people walking through the store? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So it's pretty it's pretty exciting, don't you reckon? Oh yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, we get reports on it and stuff, and it tells you how many people are driving past, and you know, if there's a, apparently if there's a phone that's in in within the radius of it for more than a certain period of time that wipes that one out because it's a common one. Right. Um, somehow. But, uh, I just, well, yeah, just so you, it would wipe yours out because you're there that. every day. So it would go, you know what, this bloke works here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, smart, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's, it's actually really, really simple. And you reckon it's Australian? Yeah, it is. Apparently, apparently it's an Australian invention, yeah, I suppose you'd call it. Wow. Yeah. So um, okay. it, I'm just reading on their website. It says, our story, we used to be you, marketers and business leaders frustrated by the lack of accountability in media and marketing. So, yeah, they're, they're saying we, we see how companies throw big budgets in marketing with no real way to measure the effectiveness. So it's, it's exactly what I just described. If you're spending a bunch of money on marketing, you want to know whether it's turning around into something useful. So, And um, sure. it doesn't actually say they're Australian, but it looks, um, it looks as such. So that's very yeah. cool. So, do you like? Do you know? Is it, is it discussed in the in the business, or is it just a in thing that you do? Yeah, you for get sure. To... Like I'm a sales manager, and we we certainly we've met the guy from Blix, and he explained it to us. And he, similar to how you did, I think you're a bit more detailed than than he was. Um, but it, it was basically just a system they put in place that this one franchise has purchased for all all dealerships, so they can monitor and track the traffic and stuff like that. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, but it's just interesting to see if in the future. It gets used for bigger and better things, or you know, like if someone breaks into a a, a store and they have a blitz tracker and they actually read their IP address and they can actually tell who that person is. You know, that's where I get intrigued by it. If it could be used for be, bigger and better things somehow. Well, there's always there's good and bad about that kind of stuff, right? Always yeah. because because someone will sure. complain. But think about it this way, right? Um, uh, most everything we do is anonymous. Our face is anonymous unless someone points at us in a lineup, right? So yeah. if if you looked at it this way, if if every business in the country had blicks and you know the the blick system detected a, a mobile phone at ten o'clock at night and that was the time that the break in happened. But and then all the data could be checked, cross referenced against every other store, you could at least know where that person had been. So think of it this way, right? And oh, this is actually I'm really excited by this because you think about closed circuit TV. So they know a criminal knows where the cameras are in that store. So they're going to avoid them. They're going to block them out, or they're going to walk around them. But if they have been to six other stores just as normal everyday people, not as criminals, um, that uh, the police could pull the CCTV from the other six stores and just look for look for a, a shared, uh, you know, a, a person that's been yeah. in all of them. Yeah, yeah. And hey, presto, you've got your man. It's very, very exciting, isn't it? <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. they've built it for, for advertising measurement, but uh, it has greater benefits. As I say, I'm not a privacy nut, so nope. I can imagine how your you know, privacy nuts would be freaking out about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not either. That's the thing. But and, uh, you've had a few questions, that's all. The benefits far outweigh any, any negativity, as long as it's used anonymously and... You know, I think as long as long as it's only the police that can obtain that shared data and not just one business. Yeah, fantastic. Very oh, cool, great. man. I really appreciate it, Trevor. All right, well, thanks. For, that's, a, that's a good chat. I'm, uh, people would never have heard of such a thing, I would suggest. So good of you no, to reach out, mate. It's good to spread the news. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks so much, Trevor. I love your show, mate.
keep it up. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Get in touch yourself if you've got a question about technology, problem with technology, or you just want to have a chat about some form of technology in your life. Uh, go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Richard. G'day, Trev. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, Belkin. Yes. I've got the Belkin TV Plus box. Is that one of those things that um, you connect to your TV and then it connects to your internet and it means you can watch your TV on the internet? Yes, it streams it, basically, yes. Did it used to be called like TV Anywhere or something? Uh, yes, I believe that it has that name attached to it, yes. Okay, right. All right, um, I've... I've had one, I'm sure of that. I've played with it. I, I don't remember it being a top seller for Belkin, if I'm honest. So what's, uh, what's it doing for you? Uh, it's working well, but the problem is is it's got an IR connection so that you can use your remote control on your smartphone and that to control it right, yep. while you're watching it. The cable is broken, and I'm trying to get a new cable for that. So how's the cable and, broken? In what in what manner is it like? Oh, just the the cable wear and tear is actually broken. It's only just a small little cable. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to get a new cable for that, but I can't just use a generic one from JCar or anything like that. Right. So I'm just wondering where I'd be able to pick up one. Jeez, um, it's a great question. I mean, I don't think it's a product they sell anymore, so. That's going to make it obviously difficult just to get a replacement for, of, of like even the whole unit. Um, so, have you tried Belkin's support directly? Uh, I've spoken to them, but unless I can find a second-hand one online, I basically got to buy a whole new unit. Well, yeah, that makes it tough. Now, let me just—I have—I have a recollection of having one at some point. Just stay there. Let me um, just reach behind me here. Would you believe I have one here? Do you? Which I don't need, if I'm honest. <laughs> I think I used it once to stream a football game so that a friend in the UK could watch it or something like that. Assuming it's the same box. It's like a square Belkin box, and the remote, the the end of the uh, remote cable has this kind of um, about three-centimetre plastic kind of rod with a with a little um, L-shaped end on it where the, where the kind of IR... Yeah. It is. is that what we're talking yep. about? Yes, yes, basically the whole cabin, yes. Done deal. I'll send it to you, mate. I don't need it. No worries, you're a champion. Couldn't be easier, mate. Now, let's not worry about trying to find a second-hand one on eBay. Let's just solve it between you and I, mate, all right? Not a problem. Couldn't be better. You um, you stay there. I'll get you all your details so I can uh, send it out to you, and uh, you'll be back online. How do you use the unit predominantly? Is it for when you're away trying to watch it, or...? What's your yeah, primary basically, use? when you're away, yeah, and while I'm out working at night time, some of my shift work, you know, I can watch me uh, programs online on my phone. Yeah, right. And do you, do you have Foxtel at home? Uh, no. Right, so you're just streaming the normal free-to-air and you're just able to watch yeah, it so via your... Uh, via yeah, because you can actually record it on the um, on that and you can actually watch it, so... Ah, so it's basically a PVR for you, and then you can yes, watch back well. whatever you want. What do you do for a quid yes. at night time? Uh, security. Ah, yeah, well, there's a lot of lot of standing around there, isn't there? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, get your point. All right, mate, well, stand by. I will get you sorted, and we'll we'll, uh, we'll get that out to you, okay? While, while I've got you, yeah. Trev. Yeah, hit me. Internet. Yeah. Uh, just wondering, do you know of any other providers 
that provide internet via radio antenna as opposed to cable and ADSL. Radio antenna, as in not what not three G, four G radio antenna. Yes, yes. I don't know of any. Okay, just the area that I'm in, internet is very poor, and there's a company that I've seen advertised but will use a radio antenna on your roof and deliver NBN speeds. Oh, so that's, well, hang on. No, so is it is it fixed-line NBN, fixed wireless, they call it? Um, possibly. They put an antenna on your roof and deliver, so it's not via oh, a cable so and it's I not think... via... I think what we're referring to, so there's a couple, this is part of the multi-technology mix. You know, you've got your fibre to the home, fibre to the node, uh, the high fiber, uh, hybrid fibre coaxial cable and the, the pay TV cable. You've got um, satellite going up. We've got uh, 4G wireless. But they also have a thing called fixed, fixed wireless or something like that. And I, I remember I had a caller a few months ago that had their, their home tested and, and because there was no line of sight, it didn't work. I'm guessing that's what it is. So yeah, there's a website that I was looking at, um, and I spoke with them, but I just wasn't happy with them. But I didn't know whether there were any other providers of that sort of technology. To be honest, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't kind of go with anyone that isn't NBN affiliated now, because it's only going to get phased out if it's not an NBN provider, right? Yeah. Um, so I guess you just need to keep your eye. Are you in a rural area? Now, I'm actually in a metro area. My phone exchange is eight kilometres from where I am. Yeah. So, therefore, I can only get the ADSL one. But the, the problem that I find is since I've moved in, they've built a new exchange a couple of kilometres up the road, yeah. less. But you're not but cable to that. Not connected to that, so it makes it hard. Yeah, you're kind of basically stuck in the, in the black hole between where we are now and where we go with the NBN. Uh, and you just need to wait and find out which technology they choose for you. So, I mean, uh, when you say metro, are you in a place that has cable TV? Uh, No, because the area that I'm in, actually, all the uh, services are underground, so there's no actual poles and wires. Everything's underground, so there's no Optus and none of that. But any new homes that are being built in the area are all being built NBN, but... My place because it's an older house that's been here prior. You'll to... likely then get fibre to the node. You'll you'll get fibre to the node because the fibre's in the area because of the 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 new homes. Um, so it really made it's just a waiting game now to find out when they when they roll out fibre to the node to you. Okay, so it could be some time then. Well, it's definitely look. Hey, it's within the next five years. I can tell you that. Um, oh, well, but if you're in a, if you're in an that. area where there is um, NBN capabilities, I would suggest Fibre to the Node is a quicker rollout for them. So they may go there quicker. I don't know. We'd have to wait and see, mate. No guarantees, bottom line. Sorry, bud. Okay, I'll just sit and wait. (laughs) We're all doing it, mate. We're all doing it. Well, thanks for getting in touch and stay there. I'll get all your details and we'll send that remote out to you. No worries. So if you're a sports fan, uh, Fox Sports have released a brand new app, um, most notably called the Fox Sports app. Uh, just just search for Fox Sports in the App Store. You will find other, you'll see Fox Sports Cricket, Fox Sports, but just look, scroll down, look for the blue icon, look for Fox Sports. It's just called Fox Sports. Now, this is what they call your new best friend. Um, it is everything you need to know about sport. It's all the sports news, plus there's a live stream of their uh, Channel 500, the Fox Sports News Channel. 
Um, they, they've put a lot of effort into this. It is a very slick app. It's, it's really nice. You can customize what you're doing. So I, I love Formula One. I'm, I'm okay with rugby league, but I've, I've been able to drag it. So you've got, imagine you've got, um, I don't know, cards, uh, or doors. I don't know. Sliding doors there. You can slide them to the left and right so that they're in order that you like them. So you're reading the Formula One page, you swipe to the left, it's, um, the rugby league. Then you swipe to the right, it's the NFL but you can customize what order they come in. So you can actually, you know, consume your sports news exactly how you like it. Um, this is really interesting to me because I think it's a smart move by Foxtel to try and, you know, get a direct contact with audiences because there will come a time, mark my words, there will come a time when they independently of their Foxtel cable relationship may have streaming rights for mobile rights for certain programming. So, you know, it could be in 2025 that the Formula One is available on that app only. Uh, and you don't need a Foxtel subscription. Who knows? There's going to be a bunch of really cool things happen in the future. So this is a really smart move. There's video highlights, live scores, stats. There's even an Apple Watch app. Super cool app. So if you love sport, um, that's the one to get. Fox Sports. Uh, download it now in the App Store. <laughs> Always a pleasure to have your company. If you want to get in touch, jump on the blower, 1-800-157-157. Or, of course, you can go to the website, eftm.com.au. Love your feedback on the new look. G'day, Vaughan. G'day, Trev. How are you? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? It's nice to be back with you. I'm in a period of almost heavenly bliss, except oh. for I'm not going to be around on the 25th of September, so my iPhone upgrade is going to have to wait a few days until I get back. Sure. But it's that wonderful time of year again where we're all lining up for the new iPhone. Do you, do you get them every year? Well, most years I get them. And I, tell you, I, I can honestly say this, every year that I haven't done it, I've actually regretted it. Right. And and what do you do every year? Do you hand it down or do you on-sell it? What do, what do you do with the old one? Oh, no. No, I, I on-sell. Yes. Um, I on-sell because, we'll, we'll put it this way, I'm talking to you on an iPhone I had an iPhone 5S. Mm. I drowned it last Anzac Day. I bought an iPhone 5 for $200. I'm quite confident I'll get 300 for that when I resell. Wow. If I had my iPhone uh, 5S, I'd be putting that on the market for, depending on the site, 450 to $500, and I'd take anywhere from 4 to 450 for 16 gigabytes. And what but site? But it was in sensational condition. What site do you use to sell them? Uh, depending, it depends on how they're going for bytes. Gumtree is pretty good, and what I like about Gumtree is to get an ad up on Gumtree. I actually find it easier than to get on to, than by the time you set up an account and muck around with eBay. Yeah, yeah, right. Fair enough. It's like the I old think trading it's an place. easier user experience. Yep. Um, I think the other place to sell them, and, and the other great tip, is flick an ad around your workplace. As soon as people in my workplace heard I was, I was selling, I haven't had any firm buyers. People don't firm up until after the new iPhone's out and they sort of suss out where they're going. Um, But I had a couple of people saying that my kids are interested. Uh, One of them was a mate of mine. I said, listen, if if it doesn't sell for a higher price, you're a mate of mine. I'll be honest with you, I paid 200 for it. You can have it for 200, you know? Yeah, 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 right. But see, I I think about keeping it for my kids. My daughter's nine, my oldest. Yep. The trouble is, nine. I think is too young for a phone. Yeah, I'm at the uh, I'm at the mind where I think it's around eleven or twelve. I'm with you. I think eleven or twelve. The only thing is, when I think, and I rang you to talk about something else, but while we're on the topic, when I think about 
11 or 12, my first inclination is Android for children because of the fact it's cheaper and because of the fact that when you get to the end of a life cycle, when you've been handing them down, you've all... You want the phone to be there in an absolute emergency. That's the idea of them having it. Yep. You almost need to go and get a battery replacement. Look, I, I work user. on the assumption that I'll probably, uh, you know, my son's got an iPod Touch now um, when he's, yep. you know, nine or ten, or sorry, when he's 11, and that'll be a, you know, three or four-year-old thing. So he'll probably have a newer iPod Touch and maybe an iPad mini or something. So I work on the assumption he won't need an iPhone for those reasons. So yeah, I'll I'll definitely just go a cheap Android um, as long as I can lock it down and still do tracking and you know just keep it simple for him. Uh, yeah, well, that's I, the I thing. Think... If you go Android, mm. do they have an equivalent app? Because I'm riding the Apple ecosystem, like I'm, I'm you know. But do they have an equivalent app to find my friends that works on? Apple that's cross-platform. Yeah, so these days, if you get a more modern one, so by the time our kids are at that point, that it'll be all of them. Mm. Uh, Google has yeah. a thing now. Um, uh, I'm just going to I'm gonna try and do it in Go- Find My Phone. If you type, um, yes, if, if I type Find My Phone into Google, right, it actually, mm. it actually comes up with a, a sign-in. So I can now put mm. in my password. And it comes up with a map. So you need to have a Google account, yeah. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, you're crazy to, to have an Android phone and not have a Google account. Um, yeah, yeah. But then I've now, and I've obviously got a lot of Android devices, but I've now got a drop-down list which shows me, you know, six or seven devices here. So the Oppo, I remember a few weeks ago I talked about the Oppo R7. I can click on yeah. the Oppo R7, and all I've got to do is put in my password, and uh, bingo, it shows me where it is. So, yeah, Mark, modern... Can you do it through an app on your iPhone rather than, I'm, like, I'm rather sure, than having to go to Safari? I'm sure it works either in the browser and very nicely natively, or there is an app, yes. So they've, they've made it better, mm. basically. So, yes, it's a, it's a lot better in that sense. Plus, on Android, there are a lot more of those kind of, you know, constant tracking, you know, uh, geofence-style apps. You just, you just wouldn't put them on a kid's phone who doesn't understand and isn't involved. Uh, you'd want to actually have someone who's bought into the, the reasons for you doing it and stuff. So, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with Android for kids at so all. So you, th- you think effectively for a child you can actually get a phone and – because, I mean – I'm a, I live about 800 metres from my kid's school. It would be lovely to be able to go to the bus stop that's about 400 metres from school, so ride a kid's scooter off to school and be able to track them through the gate and know they're in the school. Are you with me? Oh, totally. Yeah, and th- mm. there's, there's apps you can create a um, uh, a geofence. You know, there's a lot of things you can do. So, yeah, I, but again, right. all these things are great unless uh, unless your kids are little rogues and don't want to be part of it, because on an Android phone, they can easily opt out. <laughs> I actually think it's a pretty um, simple concept. It's um, my, my little one's in bed. I, I, caught her, um, I caught her lying. She's had a three-day ban from Minecraft, my nine-year-old. She lost three days of Minecraft. For my, son, my son uh, my just son. Got, lost his iPod for a week while I was overseas because he'd been playing it in the morning under the doona. Um, and again, yeah. th- that was that was not part of the deal. So it was funny, cause, funny because when I got home and I heard about this while I was away, when I got home, <laughs> I, I said something to him like, you know, I, I've I heard you, I, I heard about what happened while you're away, and I meant something like, you know, he'd won a award or something. And he goes, yes, I know, I lied. And I went, oh no, no, it's fine. <laughs> so you know, you've got to have those conversations early. I'm not trying to teach people how to parent, but in my view, um, yeah. that that uh, that's how you get through. You got to have those conversations. It'll it won't be easy right. all the way through, but you know. None of it's easy. And as I said to my little one, and again, not like, I'm like, yeah, I'm not teaching, trying to teach people about a parent, but as I said to her, if, 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 if you can't trust me and I can't trust you, 
then the foundation's gone. We must be able, that's an unconditional, we must be able to do that. So I think once you have those uh, processes from early on, they're then in the ecosystem. So it's like, yeah, we are, we are tracking you, but I'm not going to stop you doing anything as long as you tell me what you're doing, you know? Exactly. Um, now, this Friday is mm. going to be a big day for a lot of people. I've been through the plans in detail on your website. Mm. Because I like to upgrade every year, I had a good look at Telstra. Yep. Telstra's new phone feeling. I actually think in some ways that's a false economy because oh, it is. as I read the fine print, you mu- every time you get a new phone, you you're must sign up contract. to a two-year contract. So you're basically later, locked you're in. you're going to have an overlap. You're locked in for... If you're a very, very happy Telstra customer and you're not worried about the odd plan being better on other carriers, so you're confident you'll be with them for life, new phone feeling, outstanding. Brilliant. But you've got to be confident you'll be absolutely with them for life because you right. could, at the end of each 12 months, you're signing on for another two years yes. even though you're just getting a new phone. And, and you're handing back the phone. Yeah, so there's no resale value for you. That's correct. Whereas what you're doing, and I advocate the, the outright purchase of a phone, uh, is you're owning the phone, so you take control. I don't want to upgrade this year, and I want to change carriers every single month. I can do that. Or I mm. really want to upgrade. I'm going to try and get as much as I can for this phone, and basically you might lose $300 a year but that's the price of, you know, the, the monthly payments on a phone. So that's fine. Not easy to get past the petticoat government every year, though. I don't have that problem anymore, but sure. not an easy task. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for the nerdy, uh, nerdy wives out there that are trying to get it past their frugal husband, it's not an easy task. That's right. But what about, what do you think of the interest-free payments that are being offered by Vodafone? Because that has some appeal to me. It's funny to me that they announced that because it's like they knew that Apple were going to announce, because in America they've announced that kind of the the mm. planned payment system in America. So you can buy iPhones directly from Apple on a planned payment system. You've got to remember, America is very different to Australia in the way our telcos work. So yeah, The whole carrier structure is different. That's yeah. right. So what Vodafone announced is essentially you can have a, a new iPhone 16 gigs 6S for $180 a month for six months or $30 a month for 36 months and a bunch of numbers in between. But so essentially it's... Is it limited to a 16 gigabyte model? Um, that may just be the example they gave in the press release that I got. But I, so I can't imagine it would only be that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it would be all of them. But Because um, if you take 30 bucks a month over 30 months, if you're going to sign on for 24 months... You'd be better off doing that extra six months and taking Vodafone's $30 unlimited plan, which gives you one and a half gigs of data and unlimited calls, text. That's a total commitment of $60 a month. When you look at, it's a little bit less data, but when you look at their, their 24 month contract is about the $80 mark yeah. for the extra six months. If you're going to go two years, you might as well go two and a half. Oh, I know. I think the problem for most people is most people can't think past one or two years. So I don't think they'll get many bites on the 36-month contract because most people aren't, yeah. aren't willing to go that far. I just think it's a great alternative. In the end, I think that you probably it's probably easier just to be on a contract and, and with a carrier than having a payment plan with a carrier. Um, but if or, you've got the payment plan with a carrier, doesn't it? Uh, I could have read this wrong, but doesn't that mean that you can then switch carriers totally. and just keep paying Vodafone for the phone? Yeah, but let's, again, be honest, people aren't doing that. People aren't... No. People aren't logically in their head making that separation. So this is a smart move from Vodafone because it will make people somewhat committed to Vodafone even though they're not. But my, my point is simple. Uh, you either buy the phone outright because you've got the money or you go on a, on, a, on a contract plan, the best one you can suit your needs. And 
I, I like the the instalment plan option, but I just don't think it's. I think it's for a very small percentage of the market. See, it has some real appeal to someone in my position because I'm thinking, okay, I can take it over the 12 months. I can keep the cash in my pocket. Um, I can have the flexibility to change carriers whenever I want to, um, and I'm still committed. But but the reality is. I'll take that, and I'll stick with. I'll probably stick with Vodafone, yep. but I won't be locked in. Sounds like a plan. On that, no pun intended. Um, on that, um, on that topic, I just switched from Optus to Vodafone, yeah. um, to, so I'd be ready for launch day. So I'd have just been upgrade rather than having the risk of not, you know, contracting or whatever. Yeah. The customer service experience compared to ours with them about three years ago has improved immeasurably. They yeah, actually David. made you feel like you wanted to be there. Did you do it in store and or on a phone? They did it instantly over the phone. Uh-huh. The SIM card was with me within a couple of days, and they said, without me even asking, and bear in mind I was just a SIM only, no um, commitment or anything, they gave me a month free. Yeah, and right. it wasn't like third month or fourth month, they just said your first month's free. Yeah, right. I thought, wow. You know, yeah, they're tr- look. They're trying hard. They they know they have to, um, and I think they're very impressive. But I just think the problem is most people aren't sampling them, and that's um, that's their challenge. They need to get more people to sample them. They're driving hard on price, but unfortunately, um, uh, Optus is driving just as hard. So it's a it's a competitive market. But I had their prepaid um, about three or four months ago. Uh, and I only switched because I had bundled services with Optus, and mm. not Optus's fault. They've been good, but the coverage just isn't in my area as good yeah. as the um, Vodafone. But the Vodafone coverage was really quite impressive. I actually think it's it in the around the cities, it's neck and neck with Telstra. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think in metro areas there is Optus in, in the metro. In metro areas, there is no there's no issue with the carriers in some small oh. homes or whatever. In some you know pockets, mm. there's always issues, but broadly. Not a major issue. Anyway, yeah. all right. Thanks um, for the good trip. on you, mate. And um, keep Love in touch. Show. Thanks, mate. Okay. Bye. Thank you for listening. That's episode 299 in the can. Uh, the celebrations, your cakes, your gifts, all such things will need to wait but a week. Just take a week off. And it gives you longer to save up for a bigger cake. Mud cake. Chocolate mud cake. That's my go. Shell's patisserie. Very simple. Um, <laughs> uh, episode 300 uh, will take place a week after I, or the week, um, I return from holidays, uh, taking the kids, the family, and a toy out of Kaluga. Uh, it should be the family car, so I'm going to give it a wrap. I'm going to give it a roll. Uh, we're going to take it down the south coast. We're going to go for a drive. We're going to have some fun. And I'm going to turn everything off. I'll probably still be on Twitter and it's definitely Instagram. There's no, I can't, I can't not Instagram because that's that's capturing moments. Um, and uh, if you're on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long, um, hit that up. I'm going to convert that to a page shortly, so you'll be able to like that and get stuff. I don't know what. Um, but I'm, I'm doing that so that I can uh, take part in the live streaming um, stuff that Facebook is playing with. So I can do Periscope on Twitter, but I want to have a play around with this um, Facebook stuff. So hit me up on the on the Facebook. Um, you just hit follow. You don't don't I don't take this the wrong way. Don't send me a friend request because I'm going to cull all that after I convert it to a page. So it'll be a page you can like, and I'll do some live streaming, and we'll have some fun with that. Uh, thank you for listening. Back again in a couple of weeks. Thank you for letting me have a week off.
It's very much appreciated. Your emails are most appreciated. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Leave a ranking, a rating, a review at, at iTunes. Leave your feedback at EFTM. Tweet me, at Trevor Long, and we'll talk to you in just a couple of weeks. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.